Welcome to the Word of Christ, sermons from Pastor Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend, North Dakota, and Peace Lutheran Church in Barney, North Dakota. The third reading is from the Holy Gospel of St. John, the first chapter. This is the testimony of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Drop down, O heavens. Send down the righteous one. The priests and the Levites need an answer to take back to those who sent them about who John is. But how is it that none of them have read the Scriptures? How do they not recognize the voice prophesied by Isaiah? They receive the best answer of all when John says, I am not the Christ. John is not evading the question here. He is rebuking their question. For these Jews had not come seeking and praying the Christ as they ought. What concerns the Jews is power. What concerns them is honor among men, honor among the Pharisees. What concerns the Levites is the traditions of men that surround the commandments of God. And what concerns the priests is their ho-hum task of butchery. But what should concern all of them is the Christ. For of what value is honor among men if God can see into your heart? What good are the traditions of men if they do not aid and elevate the words of God at all times? And what is the entire temple service Every sacrificed lamb, every daily application of God's name in blessing, if it is not a foreshadowing of Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Come, Pharisees and scribes, to John in repentance and be baptized. Go to the wilderness and go there to hear the fiery preaching. Go and ask John, are you the Christ, or should we look for another? At least ask him that. But don't come with this 
self-important and thinly veiled accusation of who do you think you are? Because John is no reed shaken by the wind, as we heard last week. He confesses, and he does not deny, but he confesses that he is not the Christ. Now for what have you come today? Because if it is not to find the Christ, then you too have come for the wrong reason. And even so, all is not yet lost. Because John is still confessing. And so is the church. We are not the Christ either. We are those that He has gathered around His Word who confess and do not deny His coming in the flesh and who eagerly await His return in glory. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Drop down, O heavens, and pour down the righteous One. Send the prophet. The one whose sandals the last prophet is not worthy to untie. The prophet who is like Moses, who is, not, who, is, who is from Israel's brothers, and yet who has the words of the Lord in his mouth, not as a mere human intermediary, but as the Lord himself. John is a prophet and more than a prophet. But Jesus is the prophet. The prophet that was spoken of in our reading from Deuteronomy. He is the true mediator, God in human flesh, standing in the gap between God and men that was carved out by our sin. He bears our punishment. He turns away God's wrath and recreates Israel from His own flesh and blood by faith. He redeems the sons of Abraham, and he incorporates also the wild Gentiles. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us, King and lawgiver, desire of nations and our salvation. Come and save us. These are the prayers of the Old and New Testaments both. The prayers of Moses the prayers of John the Baptist, and the prayers of St. Paul. Why? Because in Jesus Christ we have the only way to God that is possible or sure. On the day that Israel received those Ten Commandments through Moses on Sinai, they insisted on the one hand that all of this we are going to do. And on the other hand, as Moses recalls in today's reading from Deuteronomy, they told God to stop talking to them, lest they die if he continued. And God said they were right. Righteousness does not spring up from us. Sin divides us from God. We expect wrath and death and every other just desert from Him. Unless... The Christ comes. And thus our Advent prayer and our prayer even at the end of the world. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Drop down, O heavens. Send down the righteous one. You are my help and my deliver. Make no tearing, O my God. And with our prayers also continues 
are rejoicing from last Sunday. After all, Paul did write, Again I say, rejoice. And why? Because the Lord Christ, the mediator, the one who bridges the gap between the Father's voice of grace, judgment that He Himself has answered for, to sinners, that mediator and Christ is at hand. The world is always looking for help. It knows that it's in trouble. But it can't see past its own nose. It can't look for a Messiah anywhere but within. And that seems to be true whether it's an individual or an organization or even on the governmental level. And the church itself struggles with that very same folly too as Pharisees from biblical and present day times continue to prove. We look to ourselves for our own rescue. How foolish. But Paul encourages us, dear Christians, to do something different. He says, be reasonable. In fact, let your reasonableness be known to all. Because the Lord is come. And He is coming quickly again. And that means that the reasonable thing to do is not to panic. It is not to worry. It is certainly not to look to yourself for hope. Do not be anxious about anything. Rather, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in everything. Because the Lord is at hand again. He is not estranged from us any longer. Confess, do not deny, but confess with John that I am not the Christ. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And believing we have life in His name. He is God's righteousness poured down from heaven. From the womb of Mary, God brings forth salvation by pouring Himself into our human weakness. Subjecting Himself to His own law and even to His own law's proclamation for those who break it, which is death. And thus, there is peace between God and man again. As children are even now anxious to sing to you tomorrow night. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We hear this phrase after every sermon, this brief blessing every Sunday. It's easy when we hear it to focus on the peace, which is fine. Likewise, we're comforted to hear that God's peace passes all understanding, since our human understanding is so confused and lacking in this sinful world. And we are glad that it's not only our bodies, but it's also our hearts and our minds that are guarded by God. Because anxiety and every trouble of life continues to assail us. But the point of this blessing that we hear, dear Christians, the point is that it is in Jesus Christ. It is in Emmanuel. It is in Christ. It is in the God-man that peace and security and all understanding and every blessing are actually found. 
Apart from Him, we have no access to God. We have no prayers. We have no hope. We have no life. In Jesus, we have everything. So thank God the one who came after John is the Christ. Now and always, come quickly, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to The Word of Christ. You can find more sermons at verbachristi.blogspot.com and if you have need to contact Pastor Denzer, you can email him at pastor at denzer.org. That's P-A-S-T-O-R at D-A-E-N-Z-E-R dot O-R-G. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Amen. Amen.